Welcome to our weekly Grooves edition of Behavioral Grooves. My name is Tim Houlihan. And I'm Kurt Nelson. Each week, Weekly Grooves picks a current article or news topic, and we examine it through a behavioral science lens. We dig in deep to help you understand the psychology behind the headline. Yeah, the article or topic is current, but we like to think that the insights, well, they're timeless. Timeless? Timeless. Yeah. But we do spend time on this, and, and exactly uh, how do we value that time, Tim? How do we value that time? That sounds pretty philosophical. You mean like how do I how much do I charge per hour? Is that what you're asking? Well, that's one way to look at it. And actually, Planet Money wrote an article about how much our time is worth based on some research that was sponsored by the rideshare company Lyft. Oh yeah. Oh, so this sounds interesting. Tell me more. Okay. So according to the article, Lyft worked with some economists to see how much people were willing to pay to save some time. Lyft, as the article says, is an economist's dream because they get a ton of real-world data to analyze from making small tweaks to different aspects of the app. And we can always survey people to find out what they think they would do. But with Lyft, the economists could actually see the behavior from those tweaks. And in this case, they tweak the wait time and the cost for getting a ride? Exactly. Ah, so what did they find? Well, after crunching a whole lot of data from nine different cities, they came up with an estimate for the average value of time being, and drum roll please. $19. Whoa, that's it? We value our time at $19? $19 an hour is what they said that they came up with the lift, which is actually more than how the government valued that time. Okay. What, what do you mean? Okay. You so, mean? so the U.S. Department of Transportation has done a lot of work in trying to estimate the value of our time. This is important for a lot of government programs. Yeah, so it's probably important for determining ROI of different in interventions. Like, but wouldn't they just use the average pay for those workers? Like, if if truckers sit, you know save an hour, that would basically be saving an hour of their wage. Yes, but that is about programs that save time for us when we are working. This is about for when we're not working on our free time. And this, according to the Department of Transportation, valued people's time at. Wait for it. They valued our free time at $14 an hour. Oh, God. So, so Lyft valued it at $19 versus $14 for the DOT. That seems like a pretty significant difference. It, it is, which is why the study is pretty interesting. And that makes a big difference for lots of government decisions. But I think it brings up a bigger question, one that we should be asking ourselves. What is the value of time for us? And how... Does that impact the type of decisions we make or the behaviors that we do? Okay, let's groove. All right. So, so I think the big piece for me is how do we value our time? Do we value it as a dollar amount? And if so, how does that then parlay into our behaviors? And what value do we associate with that? Yeah. So, you know, Ashley Willens in her book, uh, Time Smart, she said, you know, this is a big problem for us because, uh, and, and I'm just quoting here, to our minds, money is a need that takes over our attention, right? Okay. But in contrast, time is a currency that is hard to grasp and is easily ignored. We can ignore it. and. Yeah. And, and it still just happens. Money, we don't have that ability to ignore it. And, and so these are two things that we can't easily put together. Right. And so if we value 
um, money at, or our time at a, at a certain money value, then it leads us to do certain types of behaviors and certain different things. And as, as Ashley is saying there, it's actually hard for us to value time as money because it's just a different concept in our brain. We don't value it as money. And maybe we would do different things if we did. And particularly if that value had a high, high aspect of, of what it was worth. And, and yet to some degree, we do have sort of a natural instinct on where we want to spend our time. And mm -hmm. sometimes those are good and sometimes not. But I did a, a study where I was asking uh participants on a touristy area on a nice summer day in downtown Minneapolis in a touristy area um, if they would talk about travel. And what we found is that the people who were willing to talk about travel were the ones who were on their work break. It was mm -hmm. lunch hour for them and they were away from work. However, the people who were visiting and were tourists, they were unwilling with their families, they were unwilling to take time to talk to us about, about the survey. And so we do have some kind of an automatic system that values, but it's just that we're not always good or not very consistent about doing it. Right, well, actually that's really favorable that people who were on vacation weren't taking that time to, right. out of that family vacation time to do this, because I think we often do the opposite, right? We value our work or other elements more so than we do family, that if we had to rank, you ask most people, you know, what is most important in your life? And family is almost always up at the top. And yet we don't necessarily prioritize that time with our family. Right. I know I fall prey to this, right? It's even in pandemic time, when my kids are, you know, the next room over from me, I still don't see them as much as I would like. I don't, we don't have a lunch together when we could. We could all get together and have lunch together, but we don't. We have lunch on our own. And we sometimes make that really short because I got lots of things to do from work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't always take the, the moment to say, how am I spending my time? How am I investing this limited resource that I have so that it maximizes my long-term benefit. And I think some of that gets into, we value, we, we don't necessarily value all time the same. And sometimes I think we misvalue the different times that we have. Well, we are certainly good at valuing the present in a, in a more valuable and meaningful way than we, we value the future. We talk about the future as if it's really important, but in reality, it's a much more abstract thing for us to think about the future than it is to think about the president, the, the present. <laughs> Did I say president? Yeah, yuck. Um, but this is temporal discounting, right? This yeah. idea that we are going to value these things that are closer into us, uh, more than we value the, the the same events later. It's and yet we can use that to our advantage. We can make commitments in the future when we think, oh, I'm gonna have plenty of time to do that. If we make the commitment and live by it, that's actually a great way of getting us to do stuff yeah. that that we wouldn't do today because today is so damn busy. I can't yeah. do it today, but I could do it in the future. Right. And so that's a really good piece, right? So we don't always maximize the time. We focus on the wrong things. We we tend to look at, uh, we spend that time in unwise ways, you know, things that don't have long-term 
benefits for us, but we can yeah. we can hack that, right? And I think that's a really important thing is that we should value our time more, that we need to focus on that time more, that we waste it too much. We have 14, 1,440 minutes in a day. That's that's the time that every single day has. That's our bank account. That means okay. we have 525,960 minutes in a year. I can All tell right. you've been you've you've been working your calculator pretty hard on this. You know, I, I'm so happy that my phone has a calculator on it now, right? Okay. Um, so so if we think about that, if we if we are going to live to be 80 years old, that equals 29,220 days, and that's wow. you know wow. it, it seems like a lot, but when we take it, and, and I'm 53, and I subtract 53, you know, that's not that many days left in my life. And so I need to make sure that I am not spending those days playing a uh, fish dumb on my phone or, <laughs> you know, looking at tweets about you know, the, the Freudian slip you said before about the president and different things that, that aren't really benefiting me in a way outside of an immediate kind of disassociation or, uh, you know, just the habit that we fall into. And there was some really interesting research that was done. I found it on Big Think, but they looked at something similar, uh, looking at the amount of time we spend. And so, you know, hey, uh, when they they looked at this, we spend about 30% of our time, 29.7% of our time sitting, not wow. getting up, not being active. Wow. That's, that's a lot of time. We spend, you know, 41% of our time uh, in our life, uh, sitting there and looking at technology devices. So looking at our phone, looking wow. at these computers, that isn't where I think most people want to be spending their, their days. You know, we, we spend very little of our time on average, less than 1% exercising. We spend maybe about 7% of our time, not quite socializing with family and friends, which is if we were to maximize that, that should be much bigger than that. So way, way bigger. Yes. So those are some really interesting pieces. And I think, you know, we need to do something about that. And so, you know, what are some things that we can do? Yeah. Let's start with mindset, right? A mindset is a really important tool to get us oriented into the right thing. So part of it is uh, two things for me. First is appreciating where we are, mm -hmm. right? Taking account of, of where we are, a mindset of of just mindfulness, being aware of, of where I'm at. And and I'm reminded of a, of a story that my brother, one of my older brothers told me before I went to college. He said, at any given day, at any given moment, you could find someone that you want to party with or someone that you want to study with or someone that you want to go to the gym with. The question is, you get to, the, the problem is you get to decide. Because mm. there's going to be someone out there that you could go and do this with, but you have to decide which it is that you want to do. As opposed to letting them dictate to you, right? Right. Yeah, right. that's interesting. That reminds me. So when I got married, um, Aaron, my wife and me, when we were at the reception, we had a couple hundred people at the wedding and we took a moment. We just stepped aside, kind of removed ourselves from all of the activity. And we said to each other, just take this in. Yeah. And just just appreciate this moment because this is something that we will look back on for the rest of our lives. And and it was almost as this moment it stopped time for a little bit for us. And we were just able to soak everything in. And as you said, appreciate that moment for what it was. And it was 
wonderful. And, and to this day, when we think back on our wedding, we can think about that time and it brings back those emotions, that memory, which I think is really powerful. That's how we want to spend our time, right? We want to we wanna be mindful of what is going on around us and how we're feeling and how we're thinking about it, as opposed to just being robotic of life and going through it without having that make a, an indent on, on who we are. Yeah. So other than mindset, uh, what else can we do? Well, you know, I think there's a thing about creating habits, right? Uh, Habits around time. So, so how do we schedule our, our time, right? So do we schedule free time into our day? We live, many of us live by our calendar. And so do we schedule in those lunches that I don't have with my kids? We could do that. We could schedule those lunches in. We could make sure that we do those important things first, right? Don't start the day off checking email. How many times do do we do that? And then we get caught up in that email and we just get lost and we lose hours of our day that could have been spent doing things more importantly. Or, you know, thinking about our, our, our habits in this way that, you know, do we have a habit when we're bored of picking up our phone and, and surfing social media? And can we change that habit instead to doing something productive instead of as Sam Salzer, right? He's talked about, he reads all these books and it's because he took all those apps off. And instead, when he has a free moment, he has his book app and he opens up that and he reads that over lunch or when he's doing something, riding the train, various different things, instead of playing fish dumb, like I would probably do <laughs> or looking at tweets or Facebook, et cetera. Right, right. Those those uh, marginal moments can be really valuable to us if we use them wisely. And this comes, this springs from the mindset uh, mindset of good at- intentionality. Like having an intentional uh, way of life really can lead you to just make automatically make better decisions when you start to develop these habits. Yeah. Um, there's also a lot of good research that suggests that good habits lead to good happiness. So yeah. that. You, if you start to infuse your life with with the habits that are intentional and will help you uh, be happy, guess what? That that explodes and blooms for a, a much more productive and happier life overall. So, so if we've got a bank account of how many how many minutes do we have? <laughs> we've got twenty nine thousand minutes or twenty five thousand minutes or twenty nine thousand days. You know, yeah. five hundred. 25,000 minutes in a year, 14, 1,440 minutes in a day. And some of the bank account has already been spent. It, it, yeah. Right? A lot of that bank account for many of us has already been spent. And, and some right. of that bank account gets spent on sleep and eating and things sure. that we have to do. But it's, I loved your concept about those marginal moments and maximizing those marginal moments. Because, again, that's where I don't think we value our time enough is mm-hmm. to – be purposeful and set our mindset and create those habits for those marginal moments in our life that can add so much more value. And so I think that's just a perfect thing. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this and we, that you found it useful. If you did like it, please, please, please share it with a friend, mention us on social media, or even better, leave us a review on Apple or whichever pod service you use. That would be fantastic. And with that, we hope you go out and find your groove this week. 